Folks, welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. I'm Darius. And I'm Dylan. And on Trek to the Holodeck, wait, we all have to say at the same time. (laughs) Okay, one, two, three. And on Trek to the Holodeck, we We evaluate every single thing. Look, Darius, you're just going to make it so it's my voice the whole time anyway. Yeah, so so we'll just shut up. Jan, take the floor. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, on Trek to the Holodeck, we're the only uh, asterisk, not sure, not confirmed, confirmed. <laughs> holodeck-focused uh, Star 100% Trek. 100% confirmed. It's confirmed. Like I Googled it. I Googled infinitely. it. You Googled it? I Googled yeah. it. Did you bing it? Did you bing it? I binged we it. Are... I Googled it. I, I duck duck goat it. I, okay. I did all the important part. <laughs> like the dog pile. see when you duck duck go something. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we we are the the authority on holodeck episodes in all of podcasting. Uh, and would one of you care to explain what a holodeck episode is to the uninitiated? Thanks, Jan. I totally would love to do that. The holodeck is like VR, but without any hardware on your head. Mm-hmm. So like you walk into a room that's generally a yellow gridded room. There's plays on it, but it generally is yellow involved in some way. It's the iconic yeah. flavor. And you go like, computer, take me to the moon. And the moon appears around you. Incredible. Dylan. Yes, John? What constitutes a holodeck episode? Thank you, wow, thank you for asking, Jan. Uh, thank you for yielding your time to me. Um, yeah. the, the way that we, uh, what constitutes a holodeck episode is if we see the holodeck for just a second, like the door opens and it's just like, oh, hey. That's the holodeck, or if the whole episode takes place in the holodeck, also a holodeck episode. So that's those are the episodes that we're doing, all the ranges. And Darius, how are mm-hmm. we're watching all of them? Are we like rating them or anything? Or I appreciate the question. Um, we are, we are rating these episodes, and we're rating them on something that uh, we came up with very democratically. Uh, mm-hmm. It was called the DRASC system. Um, mm-hmm. We like to call this system DRASCs because it stands for dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. And those are the five categories that we give a one to five rating for. Mm-hmm. And then we average that all out and we get a rating for the episode as a whole. Great. And this week we'll be doing Star Trek Voyagers season five, episode one, season premiere, Night. Uh, yeah. came out October 14th, 1998. Nice. So if you're ready and uh, up to date, uh, how about you just grab a bit of bergamot tea, hot, <laughs> and get that ready. Dim the lights. Mm, dim them. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. And come on this guided meditation to... I disengage the safety protocols. Now that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Did we all say something different? We did. We did. We did. That was the first time we were ever off sync. What did you say, Darius? 
I said track to the holodeck, like we would always say. In I every said track to the holodeck also. Jan said the holodeck. Yeah, because he he thought I was I was I was placing guided meditation in, instead of track. Look, if you guys wanted to kick me out of the podcast, just just say it. All right, you gotta vote me two to three, two and to one. And <laughs> give me one sec. Uh, all right, all right. Jan's been booted out of the room. It's just I'm you sorry. and me, Darius. Now, no, I'm sorry. The parliamentarian said we can't do that. Uh, well, oh. you guys stuck with me. God damn it! <laughs> Isn't there somebody that can overrule that? There's definitely. I mean, no, we totally. Could definitely we could all that, right? overrule the parliamentarian. Well, any of us could. Okay. But and nobody just, elected the parliamentarian. But we think it's a it's an honor so, institution that we're just gonna. It's, I respect yeah. it. Bow to. Yeah. Great. Uh, so this episode <laughs> uh, is the the first of three Bride of Chaotic, or we're calling them Bride of Chaotica, but they're Chaotica verse, the chaotic, the, the chaotic proton, the chaotic cinematic verse. universe uh, <laughs> holodeck episodes. The second one we've already rated. Uh, it was called Bride of Chaotica. That's our fourth episode of the first season. Mm-hmm. So backtrack if you want to listen to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we gave that episode. Uh, an overall 3.69 average. I think Bride of Chaotica seven. is the most Bride of Chaotica, uh, like yeah. Captain Proton. I think it's yeah. the most Captain Proton content we get in an episode. So it, yeah. I'm not going to make any any like predictions here, but I think it would be safe to say that we probably give that the highest score, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll so see. Far. We'll, we'll so see. Far. So far. Uh, it was written by – no, go ahead. Go ahead, oh. Dylan. Excuse me. Um, this episode was written by our f- our friend BB Brendan Braga and Joe Manaski. Joe Manaski. Joe Manaski. Joe Manaski. And it was also directed by David Livingston. David Livingston. Livingston. Old hand, David Livingston. Mr. Does he have old hands? I'm just I'm saying he's an old like he he's directed I think 62 episodes of Star Trek so he has old mm. hands. Music he's, was by now entering the ring coming in at uh 95 pounds. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> he's very ill. <laughs> Jay Chatterway. <laughs> I can't he's remember what the smaller. last amount of pounds that Dylan said he was. This is good. We, we were getting like a, a Benjamin Button situation going on with Jay Chataway. <laughs> he just keeps getting, keeps getting smaller, smaller and smaller. And smaller. Uh, but he keeps tiny, getting better tiny. and better. He keeps knocking better. guys out in like two seconds less every time. Oh, man. Oh, um, man. Guys, is this episode worth watching just for the holodeck stuff? Mm, I think so. I don't know. It's non defensor for me. It's very like visually. It's always it's very interesting. They do a great job with the genre. It's just so little of it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I did, don't you want to see the the moment when Seven of Nine just says "fuck you" to your your program <laughs> and turns off the robot? <laughs> She's like, "Okay, done, done." Yeah. I or guess the so. doctor being disgruntled that he can't do his holodeck program, even right. though he could probably just do it in his mind. Yeah, that's that's just him being like, I I think humans, I want to be more human and I want to just have to reserve time. It's like, okay, but you are literally holiday. You're like a walking, talking holiday. I don't know. Uh, I'd say maybe no, even though it's fun. It's just like, it's a lot of scattered scenes, so. Cowards. I don't know. It's not fully integrated. Yeah. So is that two no's and a yes? I yeah. think it's a no from me. 
It's a hard no, like a, a difficult no for me to give because my no. impulse is like, <laughs> eh, but it's fun. But really, could I recommend this? I would just say, no, go watch Bride of Chaotica. That's- yeah, I mean, same. It, I like it a lot and I think uh, it's worth it. I also think fun fact, uh, a little bit of trivia. I know you normally say that to the end, but I believe this is the first time that we see and recognize that the holodeck can change the uh, visual spectrum of things because the yeah. doctor walks on, he's in color and everyone else is in Maybe black Maybe more to say about that later, but I'll hold my Yeah, tongue. the green screen, great VFX. No. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I, I agree. That is cool. And feel free to drop trivia whenever you want to drop it. I think that's drop great. Drop it. Um, um, shall we do our our most popular segment? Hold on. Hold on, hold on. We got okay. some more trivia for the musical part of this. The musical score for this episode, composed by Jay Chataway, shares similarities to Virgil Thompson's orchestral suite, The Plow That Broke the Plains, a piece about the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression, thus also suggesting desolation. What the Citation fuck? needed. Citations needed. <laughs> Do you think... I have a question about this. Memory think, Alpha, by the way. Do you think Jay Chataway uh, composed the clarinet uh, that Harry Kim plays? Mm. It's beautiful. I, I, that would be his job, probably. Yeah. What did he call it? Something about <laughs> that the would void. Be his job. Yeah. We, we can get into this, but Harry Kim is a terrible composer. That was the what? same like five notes over and over and over again. But it was beautiful. <laughs> it was. Who but cares it doesn't if it's go the anywhere. same notes? Darius, the app, exactly. That's the point. It doesn't go anywhere. It's like Because it just feels like you're not going anywhere where yeah. you, when you're in the void. <laughs> in the when you're void. in the void, you're oh, constantly God. going nowhere. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I, I do. Uh, you know, Garrett Wong, I don't think, plays a clarinet. But he, he doesn't? He, he learned the positioning of his fingers to, Sold make, me. to sell it. I Sold thought me he, he yeah, yes. knew how to play the clarinet. It's so interesting that they chose... They chose that to be his thing. It's like, he's going to be a clarinetist. Clarinet. And Garrett Wong's like, I do impressions. I'm <laughs> very good at impressions. Is that true? He's an impressionist? Yeah. He, he do, he's extremely good at impressions. Oh, man, I got to look awesome. up Garrett Wong impressions now. Well, listen to his podcast with Robert Duncan McNeil. The, they're rewatching all of Star Trek yeah. Voyager. Yeah. And they, instead of like just, oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't listen to other Star Trek podcasts. That's true. You only listen to We're ours. I only listen to ours. <laughs> Who would listen a to Trek a Star podcast. Trek podcast? <laughs> um, present company accepted. Of course, you are a person of great taste. Don't get me wrong. If we ever get one of those guys on as a guest, I'll oh, listen yeah. to their podcast. I'll or you'll lie. Their You're going to lie out, out your fucking pants. Like, 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 listen I'm to every big, episode. I love big it so fucking much. Fan. <laughs> Big fan of your podcast. What's it called again? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Delta Flyers. It's called the Delta Flyers. Oh, 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 oh. Um, do I have permission now, Darius, to move on to our next segment? Uh, permission granted. Thank Make you. So. Thank you for uh, yielding your time to me. Let's get spooky. Gentlemen, um, <clears throat> let's get spooky. Uh, this week on, which is our very fantastic segment, where we ask one of our hosts to summarize what happened in the episode in 30 seconds or less. This week, our contestant is Jan from Canada. Jan, how are you? Jan from Canada. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You're ready to go. Um, 
we got to be honest uh, with you, Jan. This episode doesn't have a lot going on. So if you can't summarize it in less than 30 seconds, you will not be show. winning a new car. <laughs> Good. I don't want to pay taxes on a prize car. <laughs> uh, do we have a, right. a, cl- a timer ready to go? Um, no, but I'm guessing by the time uh, Jan gets ready to talk and go, <laughs> we will have a timer ready to go. So Jan, Jan uh, what, what kind of whenever you are you ready to go, <laughs> I'm ready. Start talking. <clears throat> first things first, nobody bangs. The <laughs> USS Voyager is stuck in a part of space where there is there are no stars, and it's also for some reason also very dark. There are a lot of aliens that have adapted to that space and they're living their lives normally until the trash aliens show up and are just dumping their trash all over the place. Meanwhile, uh, once in a while, Tom's Tom Paris is playing stuff in the holodeck, and also Janeway is really depressed. And then when she finds out that she can start shooting shit, she's like, "I'm in." Me. That was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> great. You've won the car. You get the, I won car. the car. You, you gotta, gotta put taxes on it. Yeah, you gotta that's put taxes on it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of car is it? Is it a uh, Kia Sorento? It's a Honda it's a Fit. It's a Honda oh, Fit. Oh, great. Fantastic. Wait, is it silver? Is it 2008? Silver model? 2008 Honda Fit. This is my car. Yes, we <laughs> brought your car in here. <laughs> <you are>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I gotta say, I, I liked that this episode, this episode felt like they went for it. And then somebody was like, but can we do that? Mm. Why not? And then they just like backed off a little bit. I really liked this episode. Me I too. think it's one of the better Voyager episodes and concepts. <laughs> mm-hmm. and-, and in fact, it, it makes me feel like they should have done, if not a season, maybe like a four or five episode arc, like the night arc. Yeah. Where the void arc, where it's like the Voyager is forced to go through this space. Mm -hmm. They don't understand it and they have to figure it out. I would have loved to see that because we saw, I like the first half hour or 20 minutes. It felt like, you know, half the episode where everybody's like, I'm so fucking bored. Yeah. I, I first watched this episode right when the like stay at home orders started in LA and I was just a like a year ago. I was yeah, a fucking year ago. <laughs> Literally a year ago. I yeah. was like, this is a fucking quarantine episode if I've ever seen one. Yeah, and I think it's great that a year later we're doing it on the pod now. <laughs> that right. we've yeah. yeah been in this whole fucking thing. That's a good point. Uh, what did you guys like about it? Well, like what, uh, you both like it. It's well, fucking kind of scary. The first yeah, part of it's pretty spooky. I like the spooky mm-hmm. aspect of it. It's very spooky. Very spooky. I like the uh, <laughs> similarities they draw to like actual sailing, which Star Trek likes to do sometimes. But this one actually, even though I get, Jan, that to you, the whole like not seeing light from stars doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't I make sense. Th- I think that this <laughs> one fits. Sometimes I feel like they shoehorn those sailing uh, like analogy episodes into this the thing this one kind of feels like it fits and i like it yeah i think i think it works really well i mean what does it feel like when you you know that you're not going to be hitting port for two years that this is what yeah and also Uh like what would it be like to look out a window and see absolutely nothing yeah space is already plenty scary right and then it's like there's not even starlight that neelix scene when he wakes up all freaked the fuck out he's like it's just black outside i was like been there man i've definitely been (laughs) have you ever like you know we all live in the city but have you ever gone from the city to 
like camping or, you know, somewhere really, really remote. Yeah. And you're, you're terrified. The first night you're like, why, why is it so quiet? What's going on? Why is there no light? Dude. Why is it so quiet? How is me, this possible? Me and Dylan went camping uh, oh, in Idaho once. Um, it, our family owns a cabin in Idaho, but then we hiked up into the mountains to, to this lake and we went camping. And it was oh. the it was murder lake. Like Never it was the again. creepiest lake we've ever been to. There was no birds, no birds, no birds chirping at all. All the That's- trees <laughs> had, were dead. Like they the water dead. was completely still. No, there was still. trees. Like the trees yeah, but were all, dead. But I think there was recently a fire. So if you looked across oh. the if you looked across the lake, there was like charred trees across the lake. There had recently been a fire. Oh, and like <laughs> there was no animals' noises except for the weird, creepy, out of nowhere, scary ones. And then it, the campsite we camped at the campfire had like spent gun shells in it, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, we're gonna die. This is this this is it. No, this is it. absolutely no wind. At all. Me and Darius <laughs> the sound the sh- design of this is very spooky. <laughs> Me and Darius had the shittiest tent, and we didn't have proper like sleeping things to sleep on. So we're sleeping on the ground, basically, yeah. and we are both just scaredy cats. So the whole night, slept. we didn't sleep a wink because we were just laying there, and any like... Like branch that was broken, we were like, did you it. hear that? Someone's coming to did kill you, us. We're dead. we're dead. We're dead. <laughs> oh, that's... Fantastic. See, that's the kind of thing I would have loved to see mm-hmm. in it, like a second episode of yeah. just like, uh, there we've there was a spike in theta radiation. They go there, it's like there's there's nothing there. Okay. Well, half the crew can't sleep. It's like it's probably just psychological. I don't know. Well, you know, those kinds of isn't things. There, isn't there is that an episode of TNG or like a two episode arc of TNG can't where sleep. everyone can't sleep and there's yeah. like Man, that's, I feel like there's an episode of every Star Trek like that. The thing about this one is it starts out, it actually feels like a fever dream because like Chakotay's kind of being weird and like everyone's just kind of acting weird. And I was like, this is kind of just like, this could not be real for all that I know. And like, yeah, Janeway's hell of a season opener, by the way. Imagine turning on Voyager for season five and Janeway's fucking depressed and doesn't want to talk to anyone. And yeah. and Neelix is like, you know, scratching his skin because he's so <laughs> scared of like everything. You don't, you don't see Janeway in this episode until like halfway through the episode. I want to say like you probably, it's so probably like 20 minutes into this episode <laughs> that you, you see Janeway. Face, yeah. So honestly, I could only imagine seeing this episode for the first time as it aired and being like, did they kill Janeway? Did yeah, Janeway what's going on? Is like, did Kate Mul- Mulgrew like have a very <laughs> big contract dispute? Is Chakotay going to have to like explain to everybody that Janeway's dead? Like hey, uh, we found Janeway's body in her quarters. Um, she, she was cleaning her phaser rifle. Because uh, <laughs> by the way, does Janeway just have a phaser right. rifle in her quarters? Dude. I think she does. This I think like, she's got a fucking gun in there. This is like and straight. Straight like Rambo Janeway. Like I uh, love it when we get Rambo Janeway. It's so great. This this episode proved to me that Janeway has an insanely an insanely unhealthy relationship with her work. And I was like, and they just go on about it and they're like, Yeah, whatever. Janeway likes to work all the time. When she has nothing to do, she gets depressed. And it's like, you gotta figure that out, man. You are not gonna have a good life. I know. Like- I, I like half, you know, she she would never do this, of course, but 
You know, there's that moment where she's like, ah, what would I give for a couple board cubes right now? It's right. Like, do you think she like, oh, she like gets the mail on the trash aliens to come by? Like, okay, everybody, we got to deal with the trash aliens. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would project, fun in- project for the ship. That would have been a very interesting, uh, interesting episode. Twist. Right? You know what? It did. I, I thought about it and I was like, I kind of want to see a show or a few episodes about this specific thing, especially like right now during the pandemic when we all stopped working, we're like, what are we supposed to do with ourselves? And this Janeway bit, I think actually reflected that a lot. And I would actually like to see like a few episodes of Star Trek that addresses like, what do they do when there's nothing to fight? Because like, it seems like they're supposed to be explorers in scientific space. But Janeway is just like, I want to kill stuff. If there's yeah, nothing to, to kill, be fair. This episode took away the exploration from them as well. There's literally yeah. nothing. Like they're I in know. a void of I nothingness. Know. Yeah, I, yeah. But they could be. I mean, look, there's scientists now. Whenever we send people to space stations or to, we're planning to send people to the moon and Mars and all that. Mm. We're going to be like, hey, and just like bring these ants along and just see how they react to this. <laughs> and I feel like this is a prime opportunity to be like, hey, there's a black, like Starfleet probably has, sends every ship out with a like, hey, if you see this kind of thing, we'd love to get some information on this. You there's know? a checklist. And there yeah. should be a checklist of like, hey, and if you're ever in a place where there's like no stars for like 2,500 plus light years, yeah. these are the experiments you need to do because like to, we would love to gather that information to be fair with voyager though they were uh a brand new ship <laughs> they didn't that get it went out <laughs> to fight the maquis you know, the maquis in like a war situation and got thrown into a completely different quadrant it's There's, not even like they were like all right guys go off and explore and if you get into a fight you get into a fight no they were like go fight and come back, you'll get your exploration gear we'll later. We'll finish it and up. And then they're yeah, like, exactly. oh, wait, where'd they go? <laughs> There's like a, a drawer that's like exploration details. They get lost and they're like, all right, they open it up. Nothing. Like, fuck, they didn't put <laughs> it in. God damn it. They didn't load it? They no, load we it. had to stop it. We had to stop the upload because you guys had to get the maquis. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I will point out that on, on the Enterprise D... People who are working, workaholics working full time are always finding like, hey, um, I'm putting on a show. If you, I would love it if you guys showed up. Yeah. But Voyager, nobody in Voyager has that impulse. No. They're all just like, I'm so stressed out. And which I feel like is very echoes like the the one year mark of being in quarantine. Yeah. At the beginning, everybody's like, we're starting podcasts. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> or, you know, I'm like, I'm writing a book, you know, or like I'm finishing that screenplay. And now everybody's like, I just watch TV all day. I just watch TV, play played video games. 100 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like people are just like, the, the, the Voyager crew has been in a Delta Quadrant for four and a half years, and this is the the breaking point for them. Where and they're, just like, and they're expecting this. to be in this void for two more years. Two years. Insane. Like, I love crazy. I love this moment when Janeway comes back to the bridge, and I misheard this the first time uh, when Harry Kim says, we've missed you, Captain. And she says, likewise. I thought, Swear to God, I thought she said, he said, we've missed you, Captain. I thought she said, God bless, and then kept walking. And I was like, wait, no, 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 no. What the fuck? (laughs) Did she just like say God bless on Star Trek? What's going on? It's funny. I kind of wish she did. It would have been rad. I was like, fucking weird, badass 
flex there, Janeway. <laughs> yeah, God bless. Yeah, God, it's like sorry about that. God Not bless. my problem. <laughs> uh, real quick, let's do some guest star shout outs, shall we? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We've talked about the episode a little bit. Jan did his little uh, thirty second recap, so we kind of know who all these people are. Ken McGee plays Imic. Uh, I thought Imic was spelled I M K. Nope, it's spelled E M C K. And he says it, it feels like too. there needs to be another vowel in there. Yeah. But th- didn't he just say like imk? Imk. Yeah, you're right. Imk, not imk. <laughs> imk. Um, I hate the trash area. aliens so much. The Malon or whatever. I. They're great. They smell bad. Here's I call the deal. them the fart aliens. Within the, this is the first time we see the Malon, right? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Uh, under my understanding, and we've seen the Malon since, so my understanding is wrong, but under my understanding of this... Not all Malons should be like weird and radiation sick like this motherfucker. They're, they shouldn't all be like dirty and shit. Because this guy, this he's guy, the guy is the trash guy. He's the one that transports all this trash. So of course he's going to be radiation grossness stuff. and stuff. All the rest of the Malon probably just are living in like a paradise and not yeah. even basically, thinking about all of this radiation that they like should be in America. Right. It's basically San Francisco, and this <laughs> this guy is the fog and wind that blows all the pollution out somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I love though, that their explanation for being shitty is just like I mean, we just came up with antimatter conversion, and we just stopped iterating on it. It's fine. It's we fine. just dump it into space. Just so much space. Uh, this guy, it's such a great parallel. Even in the what late nineties, early two thousands. This is early two thousand when ninety eight, late nineties. This is a great, great like comment on even today, where yeah. he's just like, I mean, you guys have a working model here, and it, it looks great. And honestly, all the scientists would fucking come themselves for this. But yeah, it's not going to make me any more money. <laughs> so <laughs> it make, I, I, yeah. he's so stupid though, because he he could have been like. Uh, if you were a Ferengi who are like smart trash shit. aliens, you'd have been like, great. Thank you very much. You just made me the richest Malon ever. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to have this technology, but patent he, it, and sell it, sell the rights to he it. Could have hi- he didn't even have to do that. He could have hired a scientist to build this shit out for him. And then he could have been the recycling plant. Like yeah. he could have owned the plant that everyone brings their shit to a hundred percent and charge them out the ass for it. <laughs> that's what I actually kind of love about his character is I think he like, he echoes a lot of maybe people who work in like the coal industry or something. It's like, yeah. this is my identity. I've been doing this right. my whole life. And if you're going to tell me I have to change, fuck you. Like, it's like, yeah, but we could just like pay you. We yeah. just give you all the money. That you like, make now. No, this is my life. This he, is what he I echoes, do. He echoes you know? all of the the managerial class within within the coal industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. honestly, I, I mean, with some exceptions, probably yeah. most of the the coal workers would love to not have to try I'm to get black lung to to much. make their living. Yeah. How do they um, get black lung when all the coal is clean, Darius? Doesn't make any sense. No, no, we burn <laughs> the coal clean. <laughs> But the coal doesn't oh, come out clean. It doesn't, it doesn't come out clean. Yeah. When yeah. we burn it, though, it's it becomes clean. clean. Yeah. When we burn okay. it, it becomes clean because it goes into the air and it pollutes something else. The air, well, the, the air yeah. cleans it. Yeah. Well, if you can't see it, then it's not yeah. affecting it. Uh, there's the Earth is really good at recycling carbon. So uh, carbon, <laughs> this amount of carbon in the air is actually a good thing. It's it helps, cool. It helps the trees. That's dope. Yeah. I do think it's a pretty it's a pretty bold uh, first episode to go with so many. 
uh, like imperialist themes and environmental themes and like. I'm sure when the when they were writing this, they were like, "Oh yeah, we are fucking oh, fuck. loading this with the good stuff. All of these good themes are going to throw in here." Well, uh, and, and we got off track from the guest star shadows, but cool the, with the way we're doing this, yeah, the original draft of this, um, the idea was they were going to find the planet in the middle of this space that was going to be the alien equivalent of King Tut's tomb. <laughs> and long what story the short. Fuck? They like read it and they're like, "Man, this doesn't work." <laughs> Instead, but I actually I think that would be fucking cool. That right. would be the five or six episode arc of it of like, yeah. why is space like this? Oh, it's actually a burial ground for right. alien species. Uh, that would be cool as fuck. My kind of my cool. initial thought on it was, why why can't we see any uh, stuff? If I was writing this, I'd be like, because they're in this weird, like, snow globe situation where, yeah. like, this alien race, the Voyager's actually not moving. Like, it's just, like, stopped in space, but they feel like they're going somewhere. Oh, Ooh. yeah. It's like a pocket dimension or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, see, I like yeah. all these kinds of explanations. That works for me. <laughs> I even like the idea of, like, their light, like, stars have been purposefully turned off, yeah. you know, like the hydrogen reactions and then were turned off by a species as a sort of like respect, again, as a burial thing in a way that, yeah. I always but, get, um, in terms of like the black space thing, I always get hung up on the fact that it feels like they're navigating in very two-dimensional space. And I always think, couldn't you just go up and over it? Or does it just go forever up and down? It would still be dark. I think you could go around it probably, but that's going to be the same as going to the left or the right of it. Like going up I and guess over it's it. True, yeah. It's still going to be. Yeah. Well, I guess it you, depends. But on I did think about that though. Like, okay, they're running into these aliens. They're not sure. The night aliens. Yeah. And we don't know what their deal is. You could just like, all right, let's just go like 50 light years up and then we'll <laughs> just skim. We'll just go skim up the that top way. Of it. Yeah. We'll skim the top of the galactic plane. Yeah. Speaking of the night aliens, Dennis, uh, Steve Dennis played both the night aliens in this episode. Hey, good One for you, Steve Dennis. Yeah, Steve. And honestly, the costumes for these night aliens, dope. I, I love, love them. them. Yes, I agree. I think <laughs> there should have been more of them. I think right. they're so cool. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting that they, like, these people evolved and adapted in an environment with zero light. It's like, then they wouldn't have eyes because <laughs> eyes up, yeah. really yeah. only evolve <laughs> when you can absorb light. Like, there's no reason for them. Right. But, you know, as far as just making a hum humanoid look like they evolved there, good work, team. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see their design in this without eyes. They're just, like, humanoids with fucking no faces, and they're like... Um, uh, nope. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> yeah, like they wouldn't react to light at all. They would just, it would just not be a part unless, of the spectrum that bothers unless them. Unless these, these aliens at one point had light and they evolved in light, sure. had eyes, and then have now begun to evolve in the, throughout the darkness, now their eyes basically are useless. Kind of like those fish at the bottom of the ocean, yeah. or the species like near the five or six miles at the bottom of the ocean. That See, like, oh, yeah, it has eye holes. Yeah. Isn't that why we have like tail bones? Because like we used to have tails long, long, long That's why I have tail, ago. yeah. That's why I have tail. And we actually no, do have tails in, in the uterus. Yeah, And we right? have gills and shit. Mm -hmm. Fucking weird. Oh, weird. God. Yeah, the install process for humans. Is I just <laughs> I just watched the behind the scenes for Waterworld, and it's making me think of Kevin Costner's weird gills in his webbed feet. 
Steve Dennis played four aliens in Voyager. He played Crewman Thompson in Equinox Part 1 and 2, and he played an Andorian Thalos on Enterprise. Good for you, Steve Dennis. He's he's the go-to alien. He's kind of like a Doug Jones before Doug Jones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Not reprising his role. This is the first time we actually see him. But he's reprising his role for us because we watch these out of order. Is uh, the guy who plays Doctor Chaotica, and who is that, Jan? Martin Rayner. Yeah, Great work, yeah, Martin. Yeah. I really liked. Good. We'll like, we'll get to this later, so we'll just come, we'll come back to it. We can go um, to it now. Sure. Are we gonna? Um, why not? There's no. more stuff in this episode. Sure. I'll just say that I I, I had forgotten that he does the whip thing with the radio, <laughs> with and the XLR. I was like, I because t- I associate that with. Kate Mulgrew's depiction of Kea- of um, Arachnia because right. she does the whip thing and it's so like right. iconic, but like actually he does it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a little bit of like one of those Mandela effect things where you misremember, misremember the origin of something. Yeah. Any favorite moments? Uh, um, Harry Kim playing the fucking clarinet, man. I love that moment I, so much. That moment to me was like Harry Kim plays this thing and then Tuvok comes in and is like, what are you what are you doing, Kim? And then he's like, Oh, I wrote a, I finally finished my concerto. And I just thought that they were gonna he was gonna be like, Okay, cool. Can we can we like get back to business? No. Tuvok goes, Great. Let's hear it. He says <laughs> That's how bored everybody is. Yeah, he's like, uh, you got the time, and he's like, I have way, way too much of it. <laughs> yes, I would like to hear your concerto. <laughs> <laughs> most of the crew is just vibing in different parts of the ship like people are like cracking out like board games they're playing legacy games they're just <laughs> i but i mean they've got you know they can replicate anything right Do they you think replicate they have a big, rations dude like they, they should they replicate like a playstation or a switch or something i'm sure they could play some fun video games uh like we all have 1998 yeah, good, didn't realize that we were going to have that in the future so yeah, they could have replicated a playstation and they could have been playing a PlayStation. <laughs> you know, it's a good point, Darius, that I don't think the episode really addresses a ton. They just, at the beginning, say like, yeah, and there's like rations because, you know, we're not going to be going to port for a while. <laughs> but like, it is like incredibly irresponsible for Voyager to just be like, um, I mean, two years is two years. We're just going to have to fly right through it. <laughs> if we go around, it'll take 10 years. So we're just going to go right through it. It's like, that, but you have, like, if if anything happens... You're just so fucked. You're just so fucked. <laughs> but the Voyager, Voyager there's no has, stars. There's no energy source. You can't Voyager, like jump Voyager the has co- Legolas torpedoes. They just yeah, have as many do. torpedoes as they want. Speaking of, that's a little bit of uh, trivia right there. <laughs> this is the episode where uh, they they use 13 torpedoes in this episode. <laughs> this is the most ever in one episode of Voyager. Right as they're uh, about to go on a two-year journey through a black <laughs> fucking void. <laughs> they used 13 torpedoes, which brings the total number of torpedoes confirmed to have been used by Voyager over the course of the series to this point at 40, which exceeds the irreplaceable complement of 38 by two. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
at, at some point they needed to say like, oh, actually we figured out how to make more yeah. torpedoes. We're good. Yeah. They should have no. just had that happen in an episode. No, the well, DM of these dude. episodes were like, we're not keeping track of ammo. No. <laughs> there's no. some dude that's been working for like a year to make one because they can't replicate it and he's just yeah. like just like you know hammering these fucking torpedoes uh that's that's such a good point i i liked the part where tuvok and seven are hanging out there are two bits to this that i really like uh there's Tuvok making the ultimate stealth dad joke, which is the view for my quarters has been less than stellar lately. And it's like, he's probably thinking like, that's the funniest joke that's ever been told. That's the funny. There's no stars. Stellar. 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 Stars. There's just stars. And, and, but he's talking to seven who's just like, cool. So anyways, this stuff, it's just like two robots talking to each other. And then the other bit of this scene that I like is Tuvok's like, oh yeah, I got like this issue. She's like, you know what would fix that? Cortical implant. If I just look, get, if get I, a little assimilate you, if I simulate you a little bit, <laughs> I just wonder like how often people are like, "Hey, just so you know, like I wouldn't hang out one on one with Seven because like she gets talking, and then she out of nowhere, she's like, hey, you know what would fix that?'" <laughs> like I just want, I just imagine somebody being like, "Oh man, this sandwich tastes so blanched." Like you know, if you wanted to, you could just get assimilated no, seven, a little bit. Why are you coming <laughs> over my shoulder like that? It's like a weird, like she's kind of coming on to you, but you're like, "No, what, yo, what the no, fuck are you doing?" No, it's like it's like the the people who are vegan who like push the veganism on you. Like I'm vegetarian, I, I'm cool with vegan. Like, yeah, it's fine. and there's a lot of cool vegans out there. Don't get me wrong, but then there's the people who are like. You know how to fix that? If you went vegan. Yeah, if you just went vegan. If you went vegan. Just <laughs> stop eating. Stop eating that shit. <laughs> She's subtly suggesting. Uh, hey, I, I just like, I just want to knit this in the bud seven. I don't want a cortical implant. I don't think being a Borg is for me. It's just like, okay, but you know. You're missing out. I'm missing out. Missing it would just out. be really cool. I'm so bloated today. <laughs> the, <laughs> the beans that we had yesterday for lunch was you know awful. Fixed you know, fix it. <laughs> don't say cortical implant. implant. Cortical implant. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's like, do you know how to fix that? Cortical implant. No, just don't eat so much, so many beans. It's pretty fucking yeah, obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and some nanobots. You want me to put some yeah, nanobots in some there? Nanobots. Yeah. If you, I still have my little thingies that come out of my <laughs> my hand, wrist, like Wolverine my <laughs> wrist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about something that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, and it's how many uh, holodeck rations that you receive per um, paycheck. I was gonna say that's or, one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite bits about this whole thing is uh, when we finally see. Janeway, for the first time, uh, she's doing her silhouette against the dark windows moment, which is weird because there's no light coming in from outside. So she's just <laughs> she's in like, like computer, uh, give me a little bit of a key light and a tiny <laughs> bit of backlight, but not enough to really show, just enough to show my profile. So it's very dramatic when somebody comes into this. And she's in her quarters and Chakotay comes in and he's like, Janeway, look, we got to talk. You have been in here uh, for way too long, and the crew is starting to get really worried. And look, I've been saving up my holodeck rations, and I'm going to go in. I don't know what he says he's going to play or what he's going to do. Velocity. velocity. I like to imagine... He's he probably means velocity is is a sport that they play because... It's a game. The holodeck... I mean, Voyager likes to make shit up, uh, which is another favorite part that I'll get to in a second. 
But <laughs> I like to imagine Velocity is like a violent video game where he just goes in and shoots the shit out of people and like blows people's heads off and stuff. <laughs> His eyes get wide. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Janeway, uh, I got three hours. Come, come my way in holiday. You want to come like, you want to come play with, play some, play some violent <laughs> shit with me? <laughs> I like to think it's not something he plays regularly. Like he played yeah. it once with Janeway and was he got blood all over his face and was like, yo, Janeway, you like this video game way too much. Trust me. <laughs> like I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. He looked at the um, clock. He's like, seven hours went by? We were in there for, for seven, seven hours. And like Janeway's like, a- Janeway's like, don't worry about it. I'm the captain. We can use Yeah, the I'll just override it. <laughs> Um, there is an episode, I think it's called hope and fear where we see velocity being played and we'll have to, we'll do that someday. Um, but it is, I I love that, that it's just like, (laughs) I mean, look, Janeway's, Janeway's a little, she turned into, I don't know if she's always been bloodthirsty, but the Delta Quadrant changed her. Truly. And I think this episode does a good job. Like when Tuvok and Chakotay are, are talking and Chakote, sorry, are talking about like, hey, what are we going to do if the captain tries to like go nutso? Or if she tries to like, <laughs> you know, go ba- basically like reprimand herself or like um, like self-flagellation, sort of like punishment, punish yeah. herself for all this. And like, uh, I don't know, just stop her. And they do. But like this, this is great characterization by the writing team because, you know, the series finale of this is basically her character doing that. Yeah. It is her risking and sacrificing herself to get the crew there home faster. And um, I think that's just uh, really great. They did a good job <laughs> with her character. I especially love the end when she's like, all right, guys, I'm going to shoot myself into space and be by myself the whole time. And everyone's like, are you fucking stupid? No. no. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> my favorite part about this whole asshole. scene, my Go favorite ahead. part about this whole scene is like the four ensigns who are working all the stuff in the background they're and they sweating. have their backs turned and they're just like sitting there. I like to imagine oh, their faces are just like, <laughs> I didn't sign on for this. I, I actually, did you guys, did I you actually think, did you guys, did you guys get the memo? Cause I think it, this is a great idea. I think if Jane May wants to sacrifice herself, I would love to get home quicker. Uh, yeah. I think Chakotay would be a great captain. Yeah. And Tuvok should be, if Janeway like is like uh, Ensign Jared, do you agree with this? And he oh, looks at no. everyone, and everyone's like looking at him like, "Bitch, if you do not say yes, we are going to kill you." He just turns back around and starts working on the con again. Like, uh, hey, I said something. Look at me. Look at me, Ensign. Uh, I'm being perfectly honest. I think the plan's fine. <laughs> I mean, either way, I think there are pluses and minuses to both, Captain. I just. <laughs> oh man uh, my one of my other favorite parts about this episode is the the board game that they make up again uh, maybe they don't maybe this board game isn't a board game that they've played within star trek before but uh it's paris and um uh balana playing a mm. board game that looks kind of like chess but they like it looks like they hand pieces off to each other I don't know. It's it's yeah. unclear. Uh, are they Weird. dating at this point? I can't remember. I feel like they I are. So, yeah. Because yeah. they can start so, fighting and that's when... I uh, love Neelix. Neelix blows up on everybody. Low key, I am Neelix when people are fighting in this situation <laughs> where I'm like, 
guys, fucking stop. Please, please stop fighting. Just I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are. You are supposed to be officers. <laughs> so somebody on Memory Alpha points out some in the in the article for this episode that there is an episode before this where Neelix kind of dies. Not the Tuvix episode, but a different one called Mortal Coil. He dies, and when he comes back, he's like, "Yeah, there was like there was nothing. Like I experienced, I like I was, I experienced nothingness." And I thought it was when I died, I would go to the afterlife, and the afterlife is just nothingness. So the I, the theory is that he's fucking losing his mind because like he's like, "Am I dying again? Am I right. dead?" Wait, right. I remember this episode, and it was kind of fucking wild. Yeah, because he comes back and he's like. Nothing. There's like his brain is fucked, like completely fried, and everyone's walking around like, yeah, no, whatever, it's cool. And he's like, no, you don't understand. There's nothing. There's nothing. They're like, yeah, I mean, like we're all space atheists, so like that's kind of what we express. Like, yeah, but I still like kind of experienced it though. Uh, I just imagine him going into a doctor's like, hey, doctor, you have like psychological training as well. He's like, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I just imagine people using the EMH to be their, their therapist. <laughs> I, apparently in that episode, he tries to transport himself into oblivion as well. Uke Droma, thanks for the follow, by the way. And they pointed that out. He tries Thank to you. kill himself, basically. Yeah. He's like, there's no afterlife. <laughs> and, you know, we've all been there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody was like this. We should keep our eye on Neelix because I think I think this is having an impact on him. They just keep it's, finding him in different closets, you know, having a panic attack. Like, hey, Neelix, you need to get out of there, buddy. You need to get out of there. You need to you need to chill out and get out of there. And he's like, I'm losing my mind. It's honestly pretty depressing how little shits everyone he, gives about mental health in Star Trek. Yeah. He's like, Neelix is losing his goddamn mind, and everyone's like, I'm bored. <laughs> I don't have any more games to play. And Neelix is like legitimately losing his mind. <laughs> oh, man. Same Poor with Janeway. Neelix. Like Chakotay is like, hey, um, I don't know how to say this, but people are starting to worry. It's been literally two months that you have been in your quarters. <laughs> like, it's taking taking him that long right. to just confront right. her about it. <laughs> like at this point, this is like a 25th amendment situation where it's like, Hey, uh, totally cool. If you need to take some time off, I will but do the duties, I'm but you cannot be, be the captain. Technically. I'm going to have to take over captain. <laughs> I feel like it's not personal. I feel <laughs> you like can at have this point in the future, ready. he should have been like, he should have went to the, to everyone and shouldn't be like, she's depressed. She's just going through a thing. Yeah. But I just continue doing your jobs. I don't know what the fuck you they're want still me to technically, say. <laughs> they're still technically in the military and they yeah. still uh they still are in charge of like basically nukes. So it makes sense that that the yeah. captain would probably try to hide that shit and be like, No, mm-hmm. I'm totally fit for duty, because if if they say they're not fit for duty, then they're probably gonna get pulled. And never get to have a command. I mean, we again. see it. We see it in Year of Hell when the doctor's like, "I'm, I'm pulling rank, and yeah. you are no longer fit to serve." And, and she's like, like, "Fuck, fuck you, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with me right now." <laughs> so I guess that's probably what would happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except that at the end, she's like, "Well, okay, if you guys are all mutinied, so collective action. What's baby. your plan?" And she had a collective action. She had, action, she had that little smirk where she was like. Uh, this is what I expected from my group. She got she kind of got on board way too easy. I was like, yeah. "You're depressed. You're ready to kill, like totally just like go into oblivion." And everyone's like, "We love you, Captain." And she's like, 
<laughs> you crazy bastards. Yeah. Right, okay. All right. Let's try it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys, guys uh, want to take a peek? peek in, in, yeah. Well, you want yeah. to? No, we, we got the same impulse there. Yeah. Do it. Holodeck. We're going to holodeck. <laughs> Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Voyager. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Yeah. No, Lopek. Trust me. The best place to play any game on the ship after the hour after hours is in the astrometric. Oh, 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 oh man. pert, pert. Oh, he's scared. What me. are you? What are you doing in astrometrics? Astrometrics is supposed to be empty. Um, let me tell you guys. If you ever want a show, I highly suggest getting high and coming in here on Fridays at seven o'clock, which is right now. Uh, well. The astrometric programs that Tuvok runs are <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you guys it see this? Yeah, it's yeah, filtering it's... through the stellar cartography to assess possibly inhabitable planets. Yeah. Very yeah. far out, too. Mm-hmm. Trippy, I believe, was the expression used by humans in the 20th century. It's wild. Uh, well, we were going to just play a game called Uno. Oh. You ever heard of Uno? Big huge Uno fan. I'm a master at the Unos. Unless you want to call an Audible and play Calto. I brought my Calto set. It's okay, we can play Uno. I think no, Uno yeah, Uno's right. cool. Okay. Very cool. Very yeah. cool with Uno. Yeah, great, of course. Um, I'll deal us in. Okay. You know, I was thinking, and you two may have opinions about this or, or explanations, but how did... I mean, we're in astrometrics right now, and how how did we just miss that there was going to be this empty space in space. Right. I don't know. Uh, how, how did? How was this an accident? There's a lot uh, of space anomalies in space, you know, that we don't know about. We can't even comprehend in our little brains. Yeah. You know, we can't even wrap our heads around certain concepts that when it comes to the cosmos. I mean, we're out here... <laughs> reverse. I mean, we're out here, you know, in space... And it's not like we know what's here. We're we're exploring, right? Yeah. So, draw four. Okay, but as explorers, it is it is our <laughs> duty to plan ahead, and this is the entire purpose of this lab. I just feel like, and also, why can we not see anything? It does not make any sense. Why can we not see anything? We're so know. far the away. Still- we're so far away from things that the light hasn't gotten here yet. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense, Tom, because we're only just. And if we were at the center of this anomaly, we would just be seeing 1,250-year-old L- light. Lopec, when was the last just... thing that happened on this ship that made sense? <laughs> mm. Well, um, I guess... <sighs> Skip. Probably when we do- <laughs> docked at Reverse. Deep Space Nine. I cannot wait. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Can we please play Calto? No. It's a much more logical uh, game. No, we're not playing Calto. Okay. We're not playing Calto. Because the holodeck's closed, um, yeah. this is our best form of entertainment. It's, so. it's not closed. It's just being hogged Sorry, by being every hogged other person. By hogs. Do you hear, guys, did you hear that they're opening up another holodeck in the cargo bay? 
Yeah. In the cargo bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't even tell us about it. They just said, we're going to do it. They, and then told all the, the top officers. Apparently, they just can replicate holodeck emitters, like hollow emitters, and they're throwing them up in, a ho- in, in the bay. Well, but what about, what about our little weekend thing that we do? Oh, fuck. I completely the, forgot. The about Romulan it. ale. Yeah, no, thing. I completely forgot about the that. distillery that we have going on in the back oh, there. I completely Shit. forgot about that. Uh, um, I, I can we, talk to some people. We cloaked it, right? Yeah. It's cloaked, but the hollow <laughs> emitters will dis- the photonics field oh, emitters will distort the cloaking field. It's okay though. I there's no trace back to us. I do a very good job at um you know. So if they find it, it's no big deal. They're not draw gonna- two. All right, drawing two. Why were you, you again? Why were you an astrometrics part? I told you I liked. <clears throat> excuse me. As you can see, I like to get high and uh, watch the gotcha. stuff that Tubac puts on the screen. I even I find a lot of interesting uh, things that not a lot of other people see too, especially when I'm in this state of mind. Uh, for example, you know, I saw the vortex four months out. What? And you didn't tell anybody? You didn't tell anybody about the vortex? You know, I thought about it, but then I thought this is a great opportunity. Um, I think about things and opportunities, as I'm sure you guys know. Um, so I Draw just kept three. it. Uh, Lopak, hmm? you can't cheat like that. There's n- there's no draw three card in Uno. I, I thought this was the game where you can just tell people what to do, and unless they call you on it. No, there's draw no. twos and there's draw fours. There's definitely not a draw three in Uno. You just put a six down and said <laughs> draw t- draw three. That's not a thing. I, I do not understand this game. I do not understand it. It's okay. I just, they're very unclear <laughs> rules, I, I find. I think they're pretty. I think, did you read the rule simple. sheet? I think they're pretty yeah. clear. I, I mean, did not read the rule sheet, but a game should explain itself to you as you play it. Cal I mean, Toe like Cal do Toe. That. No. You know, when we were playing Cal Toe the other day, I was trying to explain that to you, Tom. You were trying to explain to me that the game explains itself because that game is confusing as shit. It's so confusing. Well, it is a reflection of one's mind. Did Tom ask you guys to be in his Captain Proton? Nah. Uh, he said that I could play Satan's robot, uh, but mm-hmm. I declined. He offered just, me the role of like a trash can. He didn't even like. like cool. He didn't even come to me, even though he knows that I want to be second to Harry Kim because I think Harry Kim does a job, bad job, as his sidekick. Um, he didn't even come to me when Harry couldn't do it. He. He went to seven of nine. I have I have one of every card. Is that good? Not Nuno. You want to? You yeah. definitely want to get rid of as many cards as you as you can. I want to get rid yeah. of the cards. You, this, yeah, you shouldn't be you collecting see, cards. I have two cards left. That means I have one. That, oh, Uno. I, you're not. Uh, God damn it! I mean, it's not over. The game's not over yet. So okay. Um. Uh, now that I understand that the objective is different, and and Tom, I wouldn't take it personally. Yeah. Tom probably just doesn't want to compensate for the fact that the hollow deck has issues dealing with people with the same first name. Yeah. Why the lights just go out, guys? Uh, well, oh, you know what is a self-lit game? No, fuck. Stop, if dude. I just stop. turn on this Kalto oh, set, stop. it'll just light stop. itself. Stop, 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 st
isn't a lot that happens in the holodeck, although I do like what happens in the holodeck. It's, it's great. Cold open starts out with some Captain Proton shit. Like uh, we got Harry Kim playing and we got uh, Captain Proton uh, coming in. We got uh, uh, Chaotica pulling his shit like classic classic it's great proton. Classic. i feel like with this one too i think they added more grain and a f- changed looked- the audio of it more than they did in the bride of chaotica episode i don't think it looked as good to be to be you didn't think it looked as sharp i didn't think it no just in general for like uh-huh. what they were trying to recreate i don't think it looked good it looked kind of cheap and then the bride of chaotica episode is like all right, we're doing a Brad Chaotic episode. We're going to do this up a little better. This sure. felt like a trial run, kind to of. To me, it looked like we're seeing, even though we're not seeing it in HD, we're seeing it in more high definition than we would have when they actually shot these things. So the cheapness <laughs> aspect of it felt like something that probably would have looked a little bit more premium on less quality mm-hmm. of film. I don't know. I, I I actually liked that it looked worse. Yeah, is my weird my weird look at it. You know, That's fair. Um, I I feel like I'll, I'll just talk about WandaVision again. But like I like how they <laughs> I like how in that show they they go out of their way really to to capture what footage looks like in those different eras and what the sound is like in those different eras. Um, so yeah. that's something that I like that they did with this episode. I really like when the doctor comes in. Classic doctor moment. Classic. Oh Classic. I've got a, you know, at seven o'clock tea time or whatever it was that he was like moaning about. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah. He's like, He was going to like play a concerto or like watch uh, opera something. or something. I can't. Uh, yeah. I like to think that the writers are like, all right, they had a big board that was like boring ass doctor shit. All right, guys, what's the most boring shit that you guys think is boring? And they were like. Opera, golfing, um, <laughs> playing the mandolin, <laughs> just like throwing stuff on the board. What, what, what the doctor's not saying though is like actually it's secretly it's still his family program and he's right. still like navigating the loss oh, of his daughter. Oh, this, is, this is before or after that? It's after because that's in season it. three. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. like, I had a 7 a.m. tea time and he's like kind of crying <laughs> Like, yeah, he's supposed to go to family therapy. Family uh, therapy. <laughs> She's gonna kill me if I don't show up again. Show up again. <laughs> I keep missing him. Keep missing him because uh, of your stupid Captain Proton bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time that we, like I said earlier, this is the first time that we see that the holodeck can change the visual spectrum basically and create black and white over. Um, over the top of everything like give that black and white filter i have a a question about that when all the power goes out did they explain why everything is still black and white because i was like they the the holodeck grid is frozen basically they say like the hollow matrix is frozen like the game froze on them yeah that bothered me too they were but yeah seven it's a throwaway line she's like uh environmental systems are fine and the holodeck is fine yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Cool. The <laughs> and then, out. and then, and then, Tom, I think, is like, or no, she says we should reroute some power from the holodeck to other systems, though. And Tom's like, but uh, do we need? Do to? we need to? <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, but when the doctor butts in, he's like, oh, I'm almost done. I'm almost done playing the game. And he's like, I'm gonna unplug it. 
I'm, I'm going to unplug it. But <laughs> I'm gonna cut the cord. I feel like that line was basically like, we can't turn the holodeck off. So we're going to have to find our way out of the holodeck without turn it saying yeah. like, cause she said it's frozen. So like, yeah. but Classic. that, 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 that in the beginning, that's such a fun like moment. Cause then you get the smash cut to, <laughs> to Tuvok being like, Hey guys, uh, the baby monitor's going off. What's going on in there? Like, <laughs> guys, what the fuck are you doing fine. in we're there? We're fixing it. Like we're getting it done. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, I do think that as usual, Jerry Ryan does a fantastic job as seven with the fucking deadpan. The oh, robot God. has been neutralized. <laughs> He's like, take care of Satan's robot. She always like, I am. What is it? What, what does he say? I am Satan's robot. And she's like, I am Borg. I am Opens, yeah. the panel. Opens the panel, <laughs> unplugs them. <laughs> Basically yeah, just pulls all the wires out. So and, good. And when the lights go off, it's actually pretty scary. Mm. It's a little spooky, and that's one of the first. It's the second first time we see one of the the night aliens. Mm-hmm. So there is that little bit of like, yeah, what's going on? I can only imagine what it was like to watch this when it like right when it came out. Right. It's so exciting. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Like this is wild. Right. <laughs> do you guys want to rate this thing? Let's rate it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um. All right. Fun time so far. Okay. So, dialogue. I mean, it's got classic Captain Proton dialogue with some doctor shit thrown in there and some good uh, Seven of Nine quips. It It is small but mighty, I think, in dialogue. Yeah. And nothing really jumped out to me, personally. Except for, I don't know. You guys are going to have to rate this. I'm, I'm not going to be the first one. I'm going to go with a Why? three. Why aren't you going to be like the first one? Good. What the hell? <laughs> I redact, I'm redacting my three. You're redacting your, are you Redact- waiting for me I'm to put, stick my neck out? <laughs> I think I liked it more than you guys and that's fine. I, I give it a four. I was going to give it a four as well. I'm going to give it a three. Oh, okay. My time you to un- the gentleman okay. from Canada. Un- unredacting your, your three? Okay. I'm unredacting my three. Uh, Why romance? is there a gentleman from Canada in our parliament? Well, would you? It's a worldly situation. <laughs> How about that romance? Um, eh, there's really, really nothing there? going no. on there. Nothing. Goose egg. Zero. zero. Okay. Action. I think I think there's a decent bit. There's the whip action from from the Chaotica, whip. the fog effects, the jumping like he Chaotica. Pulls his gun out. I mean, yeah, proton j- yeah. pulling the gun out. And then there's actually an actual fight with the night alien. Is there? Oh yeah, that's more suspenseful. Is there a fight? Um, I thought it was just a point the flashlight at him, and he ran. He like does the weird like jump away. and scatter away. Yeah, well, it's a the beginning of action because later we see Paris and he is he is beat up, he's messed up. Yeah, and Uh, seven pulling out the robot's guts. That's pretty good. I'm giving it a three, Uh, two point five. Three. It's probably probably a more accurate. Okay, suspense. I think it's pretty suspenseful. There's some spooky mode. Yeah, might be the most suspenseful, like actually suspenseful thing. Got a flashlight pointing it around, and then something weird pops out. It's yeah. definitely an NX Files inspiration. Ooh. Ooh. 
<laughs> we just Ooh. lost our fucking minds. These aliens are totally <laughs> NX Files shit. NX Files, yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, 100%. I'm giving it a four for suspense. Me too. 4.5. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got a whoa. big spender. Okay, camp. It's very campy. There's some it's big chaotica, camp. you know. It's a five. Oh, but I'm only going to give it a four. Whoa. I was going to go with a four as well. Because nothing really shot out at me. You know, it was campy. Oh, the doctor. Okay, 4.5. <laughs> and seven, so good. And seven. Yeah. Stakes. There's like no high. stakes going on there's, here. There's no stakes. They Let's could not pretend die. That there there's a fucking alien in the holodeck <laughs> with them, okay. and the lights are I'll, off. I'll give it a 1.5 for the lights off. I'll give it a 0. <laughs> 0.5 for that. Yeah. I'm going to go with a, one, a solid 1.5. Only 1.5? You fought for this. I'm. I like to fight for things. Yeah, you do like to fight for things. I like it. Uh, computer, what's our final ranking? Calculating. Two point seven two. You know, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I think we nailed it. I think Guys. we're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Be- I can't believe this. Is this accurate? Oh my god. What? Give us, give it to us. This is brutal for you, Dylan. Fuck me. At one point, at no. one point, Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite was at number five. But this bumps Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite again down to number 20. Oh so my this is, God. This is broken. This is- Our system is broken. I'm, I'm I sorry. I'm, I think I'm going to have to agree with Dylan here. Take yeah. Me Out to the Hollow Suite does not, does not deserve not- to be 20th. Or worse than this fucking episode. And what's funny is like this episode fits firmly in the block of whatever we might Voyager have to go back and holodeck episodes. Take me out. To the I am yeah. now firmly in favor of the extra six amendment that we <laughs> <laughs> that was suggested earlier on. Thank so, you for seeing the ways of the extra six gentlemen from California. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that's 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 wild. So yeah, there are like five Voyager episodes now that are like clustered together in that pack. If of- um if we don't do the extra sixes, I'm just gonna get in the spreadsheet. I'm gonna take take me out to Hot Suite <laughs> and put it in the top ten and just cheat. I'm just gonna hey, buddy, cheat. <laughs> I'm gonna save this. I'm making a, a backup copy of this. <laughs> uh, man, that does feel too low. I agree. It feels too low because, like, this Finally. is there are multiple do not recommend recommends that are now above taking me out to the Hollow Suite. Yeah, we we were pretty hard on that episode. We were. I wasn't. There wasn't a lot of action. We. I think the. I think the suspense here is a little inflated. I think in the end is, but nope. uh, absolutely no, not. I, so. I gave it a very accurate rating for suspense. I okay. was on the edge of my seat. I almost fell off of my chair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we suspense really kill. Take me out to the hollow suite. We we talk about this all the time. Uh, Sorry, okay. there's a fly or something. No, no, all good, uh, guys. Uh, I think next week we're gonna do a Deep Space Nine episode. Ooh, get some Ooh, Deep yeah. Space Nine action. I've been missing Deep Space Nine. In Season my life. two, episode three. The Siege. It is the third part of a, a three-part <laughs> season premiere. So it's going to be really interesting di- jumping into that. And there's no holiday uh, content in the first two parts, right? No, there's none. So we'll never and, get to watch those first two parts. No, no. But I will say that Frank Langella is like the main villain of this little 
three Remind episode us who arc. Frank Langella is again. Uh, he's a big character actor, and gotcha. he's one of those that guys. He's a that guy okay. kind of guy. Um, but he did it like on spec uh, without credit because he just his, his. I think his granddaughter was like, "Hey, you should be in Star Trek," and he's like, oh, "I'll do it for her." Um, oh, but yeah, he's yeah. just like, "Oh, that guy." Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He's one yeah, of that. Know. He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. Okay, yeah. guys. Thanks for listening to Trek to Holodeck. Uh, we're available on all podcast platforms mm-hmm. where you get your podcasts. Just hit that subscribe button. And every week when we release a new episode, it'll come straight to your podcast listening device. Make yeah. sure to give us a, a, a rating, a, a review. That helps helps us in the algorithm. Yeah, in the space algorithm. Um, <clears throat> we also have a Discord uh, if you want to check that out, um, where we talk about Star Trek stuff. We've, me and Darius have been playing some video games on there as well. Um, we also promised I want to give a shout out to, uh, Don Cant on right. our Discord. Uh, me and Darius have been playing Valheim. He saved our ass. He hopped into our server and, and saved all of our stuff that yeah. we had died and lost. Um, it's great to get to get to ch- chat and just uh, hang out with everybody who listens to the podcast because we're a bunch of nerds too. So yeah, and that's in our link link tree on Instagram. Yeah, um, check or out the our link Instagram. tree in the chat. Check out our Instagram. It is at Trek to the Holodeck on Instagram, and we are also on Twitter at Trek to the Deck. Hell yeah! The computer voice was provided by voice actor Verona Blue. So hire her if you like her work. I certainly do. Uh, Intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline, used with permission from the Midwest Collective. And it is available on Bandcamp if you want to listen to the version of it that doesn't have Star Trek stuff thrown over the top of it. Speaking of Star Trek stuff thrown over the top of it, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to some really good Star Trek lo-fi. If you have ever been looking for... Good Star mm-hmm. Trek lo-fi. Starts out so great. It starts out so great, um, and I'm going to plug it right now because it's it's the best. It uh, it's called Star Trek Lo-Fi to Chill slash Count Latinum 2, and it's Good Old Memories on YouTube, uh, and it's got a lot of quirk uh, quotes in it. It's very good. When we, do our, the rele- when we do our release streams, uh, when we get a chance to do them, I think we missed it this week, but... We use yeah. that as like chill music in the background. So, uh, and as always, I've been informed that Paramount Plus uh, doesn't look any different. Uh, they just no changed the icon. Is that it? That's it. And they added a bunch of stuff. They added a they, bunch of content. Okay, but they added content, but they didn't make the interface any different. It's they really, not, yeah. And can I it. just say the icon blows? <laughs> What is it? Is it just it, a It mountains? says Paramount Plus, and then they did the mountains underneath it. And I'm like, guys, we're we're in the age of you don't need the mountains on an app icon for the Apple TV. It just should just be say Paramount. Paramount Plus. I like the mountains. I like mountains. I love mountains. I'm Team Mountains. I'm Team Mountains. Hashtag I love team the mountains. mountains. And for every other thing that you you brand for Paramount Plus, throw the mountains on there. You know what? I'm I'm hashtag team stop calling streaming services plus. That's what, what if, I'm. Hashtag. What if instead of Paramount Plus they called it Mountains Plus? Mountains. Or just mountains. 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 Paramount Mountains. Paramount Mountains. Paramounts. Paramounts. <laughs> Paramounts. <laughs> uh I'm We've... I'm so like it's irritating because 
everybody a few years ago was like, I would just pay $10 a month for just the things that I would want to watch. And now what they've done is they've just made cable, cable again because now internet. you pay $10 a month for stuff that you want to watch. And once again, like four <laughs> other weird channels that they just happen to own. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. Like just MTV is bundled. I absolutely, agree. Is I absolutely the- agree with you, Jan. But the way we just said pair mountains sounds like... <laughs> Sounds like a guy from Boston talking about <laughs> boobs, being like, "She got a oh, pair of mountains. Pair of mountains. She got a pair of mountains." Well, that's not on Paramount Plus. There's not. There are no pair of mountains on Paramount Plus, and that's what the crux of my complaint uh, is. There's no <laughs> raunchy content. Pair mountains. I just like uh, imagine a person who's like, you know what. I just want to watch all BET content, and the only place I can do that is Paramount Plus. And I can also watch tons of Star Trek and, <laughs> and MTV and Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, and, Nickelodeon. And, and all the old white people shows on on uh, regular <sighs> CBS. Blue Bloods or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, yeah. man. They anyway, also have like 30 rock shows that are made up. Um, the Basically what we're saying, uh, Viacom CBS, you really suck at what you do. <laughs> and uh, we're not we're not associated with you. Nor do we want to be associated with you. Nor do we want to be. Um, I would love a job working for CBS All Access. <laughs> we are. We are. I would too, especially because CBS All Access doesn't exist. So yeah, um, you would be the void. Podcast. You would be Neelix. You'd yeah. be Neelix out there. I'm gonna keep calling it CBS All Access, and people are gonna look at me weird and be like, "What, dude? Come on!" This what, is gonna it's be a, a thing. This is gonna be a uh, Pac-Bell Park situation where, like, yeah. we're from we're from San Francisco Bay Area, and like we're, we're Giants fans. Pac-Bell Park. It'll always be Pac-Bell Park. AT and T. CBS, whatever it is, CSB, it's C- Oracle now. Oracle, whatever it is, it's Pac Bell. All sports stadiums change, <sighs> guys. Well, and, transmi- and transmission. <laughs> you know, we almost got this done ten minutes early, but we and got then- <laughs> we got crazy. We got crazy at the end here. Super uh, with the that's what a, that's what a pair of mountains is gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they just like free associated to that. You spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 